Welcome to the Dip and Sip with mm. Bill and Nick. Hey. I'm Nick. And I'm Bill. We're here. Uh, we're actually hanging out at my apartment today. Coronavirus quarantine. I guess we're breaking the quarantine. We, uh, we essentially have not touched, have not given a hug, uh, have not given a fist bump. Um, doesn't mean I want to, but um, respecting the rules of the of the crib. That's true. Uh, we didn't talk about the rules at all, but I guess it's just. But your understood. place smells ridiculously good. We are drinking a little bit of French press this morning. Mm. For those of you that don't know, like, what's the deal with French press? Like, why is my Mr. Coffee uh, not as good as a French press? Well, you see, uh, a paper filter sucks out all of the delicious coffee oils, which is why when you pour it out, it's all brown and kind of oily because it sucks out all the oil. French press does no such thing. So you get all of the oil that is within your coffee bean for a much richer and smoother cup. Of coffee. I love those adjectives that you just threw out there. Um, richer <clears throat> and smoother. Um, I think wow. it's true. I think it's true. Yeah. Mm. French press. Buyers today from Target. $17.99. $17.99. I'm going to throw up in my mouth and drink it. That's disgusting. I won't. Uh, yeah, so we drank a little bit of French press this morning. Um, it's delicious. Bill was just talking about some nature shows he was watching. Uh, how animals are going to reclaim the planet. We were talking about that. It's it's good to have friendship during these days, man. When you talk about coronavirus, people are automatically think like, I am legend status. They got their German Shepherd dog. They're not too sure if the dog's going to befriend them or turn on them, you know, they're, and people are probably thinking about it, zombies. I mean, honestly, what if the virus turns me into an animal and I start eating people? Um, you know, I've thrown scenarios out at my wife. You know, she's like, okay, I'll play this game. And I'm like, is it a game? <laughs> is it? We got to survive. If you treat it like a game, you've already lost. That's it right there. Man. That's it. That's the crown motto right there. That's You're already leading your family so successfully <laughs> right now. Wow. We're going to put that on the family crest. Oh. We don't have a family crest. Oh, you don't. Yet. <laughs> I want to wear your crown, but we have to make our own, apparently. Bejeweled. But. For a crown in heaven? Is that what you're crushing? You just went so biblical. Your family's <laughs> going to last so long. These animals, though, I mean... Real talk, uh, you know, I have a bulldog. His name's Butters. Um, I, I hope he would protect us if someone broke into our home. I don't believe that's something that we are scared about. But I actually think he would befriend the intruder and be like, hey, this is where I eat. This is where I lay down. This is where I, where I roll around and do weird things and run around my table jump on that couch and feel like a baby prince. And I'm like, dude, you're so much more. I think Butters would only protect your house if they try to steal his little uh, rope toy. Yeah. Bill sent me a video the other day of Butters. It, 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 he sounded like a wild animal dude. trying to protect his 
little you know the little rope chew toy that dogs have dude it's true man it's true would have given me nightmares if i heard that in the middle of the night uh yeah you have to sleep there i'd be scared you know when you build a friendship with an animal and i think that's like you know like we're not gonna try we're not gonna break this how do you build a friendship with an animal bill well um i i just want to say this at least with my dog it's food like straight up i think it's just he wants food he knows that the hand gives can also take away that's it so maybe you guys are like oh man my cat loves me and like just we're we're bonded my cat would fight for me touche your turtle awesome your goldfish goldie heck yeah but i don't know i don't know the answers to these questions <laughs> i don't know i don't know either bill uh but hey i do know something that you know mm. uh you know what we're talking about today what are we talking what are we talking about today i do we are talking about how do you have a relationship with the church in a time of coronavirus pandemic? How do you have a relationship with the church in a time of coronavirus pandemic? So it's going to be a little tasty. It's going to be a little spicy. It's going to be a little icy, but we're going to get through this because we're here for you, especially in the social isolation stage. Um, real talk, um, you know, people either are enjoying this time, people don't like this time. Um, and when I say enjoying, things have slowed down mm-hmm. in the benefits of realizing what's important. <clears throat> uh, crisis does that. And then there's times where, man, I don't feel like anyone's here for me. I feel alone. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I feel anxious. I don't really trust the church right now, even. Um, I don't feel like the God of help really sees me in my home where things are chaotic. I don't even know if God sees what's within me. I feel chaotic. Um, so these are great questions and some things that just not bury, but like we want to we want to just dive in with you. Mm-hmm. We want to dip and sip. Dip and sip. And for those of you who are new to the podcast, we like to uh, dip into the word of God while we sip on some beverage. So that's what we're doing today. Uh, We're going to go get a refill on our drinks, and we will be right back. All right, we're back. We were just talking about Frozen 2 over the break. I watched it last night with Emily. It was pretty good. Tell me about it, man. What are your thoughts? Um, I don't want to give out spoilers, but... Yeah, so I'm not going to give out spoilers. (laughs) (laughs) If you are wanting something from Frozen 2... What would you give the listeners? <clears throat> okay, a taste. Of? Uh, this is it. if you ever liked playing the Final Fantasy games, mm. 
at all, any of them, mm. you'll probably like this movie. Okay. There's a lot of Final Fantasy vibes. Okay. You know. Okay. There's ice. There's magic. There's magic. There's um, hair falling down. Lots of hair falling down. That's that's Flowing. pretty normal. I mean, forest stuff. Yeah. Uh, this is not a spoiler at all. No. But if there's a Frozen 3, I, I just want to see how much more Elsa's hair is going to fall down. <laughs> Probably grow, grown out. Grown out. Yeah. And then what? Like, it's just going to transition into the movie Tangled. Like, where you find out that Frozen is the prequel to Tangled. Dude, you just did an interconnected puzzle maze. Yeah. Rubik's Cube that's connector my, to the movie. That's my fan theory, is Frozen 2 prequel to Tangled. Elsa is actually Rapunzel. You just fan <laughs> blew my mind right now. Yeah. Wow, man. Disney make a canon. Hashtag make a canon. <laughs> oh. Hashtag Disney listens to Dip and Sip. Oh. Thanks, Disney. Thank you for <clears throat> not canceling our podcast, but... Even though you're protecting Disneyland, um, no, we are for you, not against you. Uh, hashtag freedom of speech. <laughs> <laughs> hashtag First Amendment rights. <laughs> hashtag blow the trumpet around Disneyland on this podcast, please. Uh, hashtag we're not making a profit, so you can't do anything to us. Uh, hashtag creative rights. Into the unknown. Don't worry, or hashtag Disney, I'll bleep that last part out. (laughs) (laughs) Hashtag unknown love. No, I don't even like that. Oh, I hate it. I don't like it. All right, so Bill, we need to get to our topic today. Otherwise, I'm going to have to name this podcast uh, Frozen 2 Electric Boogaloo. I know. So, So you came up with the topic today, Bill. Why is that on your heart? I think... uh... You know, I'm, I'm not, uh, I'm not someone who's uh, prone to live life in a still movement. Kind of like giving a symbolism. You know, when you think about the water, and you kind of see it just kind of like just still. Mm-hmm. Uh, I I kind of live with a lot of waves in my life, um, whether it's ups or downs. Um, I know I feel the ups really well, um, and man, when the downs are happening, I feel the downs. And during this coronavirus, I can relate to a lot of different people uh, in a lot of different stages. Um, and I think in America, I, I believe we have, I mean, just in California alone, I think we have 40 million population-wise or 59 million. Don't hold it to me. Look it up on Wikipedia. The trusted source of America. Don't hashtag don't quote me. But understanding that, man, uh, are we on a still level? Uh, are people still right now? Um, I think about Psalm 4610, um, be still and know that I am God. And that comes from that Psalm. Do we feel still? Have we come to a place of stillness? Maybe God has stilled us, and we just need to be obedient and submit to that. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. But stillness is hard. And knowing that 
the church hasn't abandoned you in this time of crisis and pandemic because of media just shooting stuff around. Um, you know, it could cause more waves. It can cause more lows. It can mm-hmm. cause uh, more uh, depth of thinking that isn't healthy and and might be uh, opposite of what God actually wants to speak through you and to you. So I think just really focusing on this, uh, on this understanding of how is the church connecting uh, to people during the coronavirus pandemic? Mm-hmm. I think it's a big issue. Yeah, and so I think the first question I want to ask on that topic, Bill, <clears throat> before we even get into it, is how do you define the church? It's a great question. Because uh, I think a lot of people, when they hear about the church, they think, oh, the church is that building down the street. So uh, how would you define the church in a biblical sense? Uh, and then how would you relate it to that question you just asked? Definitely, Nick. It's a great question. I think, and Nick's wise to, to call this um, call this out, when you are a part of a church, you need to understand that there's a vision and a mission. There's a vision and a mission. And it's not about the it's not about the vision and the mission of the uh, of the leaders. It's literally taking about the mission and vision from God Himself. And what is the source? We have God's word and we have God filling his word and inspiring it and making it inerrant and practical and applicable today. Um, and it's timeless it's ancient it's been debated it's been tossed to and throw throughout the years and even now it's still here um i just saw a picture uh recently that people are buying out bibles now during this crisis uh in a walmart store there was a picture of just bibles in the bible section uh, just gone and uh, people want to hear truth People want to hear God's love. People want to know um, God's wisdom and his will for his creation. So the church uh, should have a mission and a vision. And it's a body of believers seeking after God and wanting to submit under his authority to accomplish his mission Mm -hmm. through them. Now, our church, River Lakes Community Church, um, we have a vision and a mission statement. And I can read it. <laughs> or not. I don't know what off the top oh, of my head no, is stuff. No. Uh. But for sure, I know portions of it that we are a body of believers that are gathered together for his glory to know him to be grown by him and to go and give our lives away for the sake of Jesus Christ. And Jesus Christ is our example. That's pretty dang close to it, I think. You're just encouraging. Stop. Listen, if it was way off, I would say you're a big dum-dum. Yeah. (laughs) Thanks, man. I'm, I'm not encouraging here. I'm just saying it like it is. Yeah. So that's big. Um, so that would be the definition of the church, Jesus Christ, and even the word of God, 
every single book, 66 books, have a great inspired story about Jesus Christ being the salvation of the world and needing hope. And I guess I follow up, do you need hope? Are you mm-hmm. looking for a hope that is not really giving you true hope? Because the world can give you hope, but it's not heavenly hope that mm-hmm. really comes from the true uh, Trinity, the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. So under that definition, Bill, then, um, <clears throat> I didn't hear you say building anywhere. Why, why do we have church buildings? Dang, I must have left a window open. There's like a gust in here. Dude, that was, a, that was a bam wind. A bam wind. It's a trend. I'm starting it. Dude, that was a bam wind. <laughs> That's what happens when I have too many bean burritos sometimes. No. <laughs> Hashtag gas attack. Hashtag. Beans, please. Gassy McNasty. <laughs> he was sick. That's way better, though. Like. I approve this message. <laughs> Jeez. This really week one into the quarantine front. Yeah, I know. <laughs> things are already devolving over here. Um, yeah, so so if the church is just a body of believers um, and they have a mission to glorify Jesus, like practically what does that look like? Mm. Because I think you can Google church. And you could get a lot of different stuff. How do you, how do you figure out which churches? And I'm air quoting here. Uh, that's the magic of the podcast. You can't see the air quotes, but I'm air quoting here. Love air quotes. Uh, there's a lot of uh, you, you could Google church, and maybe see a lot of articles or a lot of news stories about churches you may not want to be a part of. Um, <clears throat> you could think about the. Uh, some of the televangelists who have their own private jets and they're just, uh, you know, tricking people out of their money um, or they're just acting selfishly uh, or there, uh, there was one article that I saw of some televangelist selling a coronavirus killer, some kind of soap. And saying like, oh, if you buy this, it costs a hundred dollars per bottle, and it'll keep you safe from coronavirus. And it's like been blessed by us. Um, how how do you tell the difference between the 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 true church and then all of these fake churches that are out there? How do you tell the difference? Yeah, I think uh, you know. First off, I mean, as someone who's a sinner on this podcast that's been saved by grace, by believing that Jesus Christ is the one who rescued me um, and has redeemed me. And I want to follow his life because of his death and he's resurrected in victory. I, I think when we look at people who claim the name of Jesus, take on the name of Jesus, out of their mouth, they speak Jesus, but they don't emulate Christ-likeness, mm-hmm. uh, don't show... Mm-hmm. Um, humility, don't show meekness, don't show compassion, don't show 
um, living out the vision and the mission of Jesus. Um, yeah, and are aware that they're still a sinner. Uh, I think, you know, the church has hurt a lot of people. And if you're listening to this right now, I just want to say I'm sorry uh, on mm -hmm. behalf of whatever's happened to you, um, has been affected, has been, maybe you're carrying something right now. Um, I want to let you know that's not God. Mm -hmm. um, that is man using the name of God uh, and uh, using that name for his own will rather than submitting to really following Jesus. So understanding the difference, you have a lot of people when you type in Google, wow, the church has failed a lot. There's affairs, um, there's yeah. adultery, there's yeah. people to asking for money, there's false prosperities even of just soap scrubbing off the virus and misusing scripture yeah um i want to tell you one of the key differences is god is truly and i gotta pause because i gotta think about this god is not inhibited by man mm-hmm Man may look attractive, or woman, uh, and when I say mankind, man or woman might look attractive, they might be good speakers, mm -hmm. they might look great on the outside, but even 1 Samuel 16, 7, where it speaks of, um, you know, man may look great on the outside, but God knows the heart. And I think we're looking at a heart issue. Is mm -hmm. your heart truly captivated, redeemed, aware of sin, and and knowing that you are not in peace with God, mm. and you constantly need Him each day, each breath. So you would say that's something that I should look for if I'm looking for a church. I, I should be looking for a church that has leaders that are like that, that are humble, that are trying to look like Jesus. And that's how you can tell the difference. Would, would that be a... I would say that's one element. One yes. element, yeah. Yes. That truly what they preach and teach is really emulated. And when I say preach, I know a lot of you guys think maybe, oh, the church just preaches. Mm -hmm. But this is where we understand out of the heart, and this is out of Jesus's own, out of the heart is an overflow um, of words. There is truly a modeling. There's a faith modeling that mm -hmm. comes about because of the regeneration, this born again, this new life. Um, that is truly Jesus's. You are Jesus's. Mm -hmm. You are God's. Um, and in that, there's safety, there's freedom, there's grace. So with what you're saying, Nick, and, and trying to make it simple, simplified, yes, with what they preach and teach and what they honor from God's word, mm -hmm. they also are living out the mission amongst people that are lost, that are within the church, and even those that are seeking and on the fence. And they're not... Um, they're not always, uh, 
they're not always going to be perfect. They're going to still sin, but because they're saved, Jesus is that mediator. Mm-hmm. And they know that. Yeah. I, I think that's a common misconception about the church is that that's where all the perfect people go. Mm. And uh, yeah. boy, that is, uh, if, if you find a church that has a bunch of perfect people, they're trying to sell you something, in my opinion. Yeah. So. Uh, <clears throat> Let me ask you this, Nick. Yeah. That, that's a good point. You know, I notice churches today, they, they want to show Jesus. Mm-hmm but they're not transparent about their sins. Is is a church worth going to and being a part of? Because we're not talking about the building. We're talking about right. the body of believers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And some people don't feel safe and secure because they're afraid to show their sin. Yeah. And even talk about, but there's a lot of judgment, you know, mm-hmm. and that's where we, you know, I'm sorry for that. Yeah. Um, people have dabbled. I know I've dabbled a few times, even in my young faith and sure and growing. Yeah. Um, how do we, how do we work with transparency and being the church and knowing a church that's like for us with our, you know, just these things that are going on? Uh, just to rephrase your question, how do I find a church that is uh, transparent? Uh, yeah. Or, or is that needed? Is that needed? I think so. Yeah. Um, because one, I, I think we need to be honest with ourselves, uh, especially as church leaders, uh, <clears throat> You know, Bill's the junior high pastor, and I'm the high school pastor. Uh, I think a really important part of leading is, you know, showing where I've stumbled. Um, and just being honest about that, because uh, if you put a on a picture or an image of perfection, that that's something that is really unattainable. It's, it's just not possible. And when someone sees that, they're like, oh, man, how am I ever going to reach that? Well, I'm not. I'm not going to reach that. And I think every person inherently knows that in their heart, that there's no way I can be perfect. Um, I could put on a really good mask of being perfect. And That's I think people point. are really good at putting on masks. And they don't like to talk about their, the stuff that's wrong with their life, the, the areas that they struggle. I don't think they like to talk about that stuff. And so it can seem like people are perfect because they're really good at putting on a mask. But every single person in the world knows, every bar none, every single person in the world knows that there's something inherently wrong with them, that there's something broken within them, there's something that they don't like. Uh, there's something like, oh boy, I really don't want anyone to find out about this. Mm. And we're just not, and we're not just talking about like, oh man, I'm embarrassed. Like if someone finds out how much I like Star Wars, that's not the kind of thing we're talking about. We're talking about like. Boy, I, you know, you know, there's like a sexual sin or something, and I don't want anyone to see that because it's embarrassing, and I don't mm-hmm. want anyone to know. Yeah. Uh, that's the kind of vulnerability that we're talking about here. Yeah. And uh, it's really important for a church, a healthy church, to have that openness and transparentness, uh, transparency, mm-hmm. uh, transparentness. Uh, whatever you want to call it, uh, it's important for that because uh, how else are we going to encourage each other Mm -hmm. without being open and transparent? And uh, this is the bottom line. If you can't recognize 
where do you fall short? Where do you need Jesus? And that's the bottom line. That We need Jesus because we've fallen short. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, Romans 3, all have fallen short, or all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. Um, that That's the bottom line, is we have fallen short. And mm-hmm. if we pretend to fall in short, or if we pretend to not fall short, and we pretend to be perfect, then basically we are pretending that we don't need Jesus. Yeah. So... I think it's really important as the church to be transparent. But then there's also like a fine line too, where you don't want to cross and be like, well, I struggle with this, but I have Jesus. And so it's fine. Like I'll, I could keep on struggling with this. And yeah. that's the line you don't want to cross. Yeah. Like you're promoting sin. Right. Exactly. Jesus as an additive rather than yeah. actually like, and, and Paul like talks coming to turn about that. Yeah. yeah. And, and Paul talks about that saying like, Oh, Tough well, line. should we, uh, should we sin more so that grace can abound? You know, absolutely not. That's not the point of grace. Um, but yeah, so there's a fine line. And so you don't want to go to a church that promotes sin. Uh, but you also don't want to go to a church that promotes like acting, the, yeah. acting like you're perfect. Yeah. Yeah. I like that, Nick. I think even too, um, and you guys are talking, I mean, or listening to a guy that was a, prof- a professional mask, um, mask magician um, <laughs> and, you know, still have that have that struggle today, still asking for the freedom of the Lord. He has saved me, but still, um, you know, understanding uh, that that true freedom really does come in submission to God and being honest with mm-hmm. myself and. Mm-hmm knowing my limitations and knowing my weaknesses and confessing them um, and believing he is uh, uh, truly there. And I, I, I like what you said with how do we practically be the church? Man, uh, is there a transparency? Yeah, there is transparency mm-hmm. with God. He's given himself fully on the cross and he's raised in power over sin and death. So yeah, transparency matters in a church. Um, does truth matter? Does vision matter? Does mission v- matter does jesus matter yeah does your church truly care about jesus his life his death and his resurrection and his word yeah we got to follow that um we got to follow him Mm -hmm. not to the right not to the left we got to follow him yeah um and dive into that immerse yourself in that Mm -hmm. consume it when i have a bible um this is practically something that i do you know all the different things, it's like, ah, how do I do it? How do I do it? Flip to a book. I suggest maybe Matthew, Mark, Luke, John, the Gospels, um, which are truly, truly the the bread and butter of just the New Testament and about uh, God and his working with people and humanity. I underline, I circle, I highlight, I consume it. I write notes next to it. I write prayers even in my Bible. Um, I, uh, put dates mm-hmm. maybe with a sin that's like, you know what, take this God. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's just me. Maybe you just want to have your Bible and pray through it. Maybe you just want to read a verse. Maybe you just want to have a trusted friend to keep you accountable and text you. Hey, can we meet up? Uh, can you call me? Can you, uh, remind me that I need to pray? I need to mm-hmm. read the Bible. Um, these things practically move through, uh, how we have this 
understanding that God has initially given us and joy comes from that. I want to read 2 Corinthians 3.17. Now the Lord is the spirit and where the spirit of the Lord is, there's freedom. Mm-hmm. Um, how this is needed right now in coronavirus times. Do you seek the Lord knowing that he is spirit? And he can meet you in your room. He can meet you on the couch. He can meet you even when you're on the computer not wanting to think about him. He's still there. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe maybe you just need the Lord um, to, to reach you in such a way since he is spirit reaching your spirit. And I guess really asking, do you want freedom? It's not easy. As Nick, you just said, it's not easy. It's not. I, I, I hear this notion, Christians are, uh, Christians are either living a false life or a life that is easy. And I'll tell you this, it is very hard. But with God, he stands with you and he takes all of that upon himself. Mm-hmm. And that's where freedom comes, where you just give it to him. Yeah. You don't carry it anymore. Mm-hmm. I don't know. What are your thoughts, Nick? No, yeah. Uh, freedom implies that you were like chained to something before. And so you can't be free if like you think there's nothing to be free from. It's like, oh yeah, I'm already free. You know, like I don't need I don't need anything. It's like, well, you're chained up. No, no, I'm not. I'm fine. Mm. I like this uh, this picture. Yeah. Because I just vibe with you, bro. <laughs> Straight dripping. Just saying. Gross. As the kids say. I know. It feel, <laughs> feels weird even saying. Um, there's this picture, uh, this image that was uh, talked about from a pastor. And this kid lived in a home. And it wasn't the best home. And in it, his mother and father were not truly showing him the love that he needed, mm-hmm. um, the love that he could have for himself for being encouraged or built up. And he was locked in his room. And the room was locked. And uh, the boy just assumed this was life. My mm-hmm. life is in this room. Uh, my life is kind of like a prison mm-hmm. um, and started going through these thought processes. Why is this me? Why, why am I here? Why could this actually happen to me? I can't believe this. I, no one loves me. I feel abandoned. All these different thoughts. Mm-hmm. Um, and then a rescuer came, broke into the home. Mm-hmm unlock the door uh, arms open wide and said you can experience freedom now but you're going to have to leave this room mm-hmm. and the boy in shock which is understand he's been through some trauma started realizing it's more comfortable to stay in the room mm-hmm. because it's familiar mm-hmm it's more comfortable to believe this false love mm-hmm. maybe that is actually kind of evil of, well, this is life as I know it, but there's a new life leaving this prison. Mm-hmm. 
can I trust this rescuer? Can I trust this redeemer? Mm -hmm. And the boy did not leave, even though the door was open. Mm -hmm. And I find that to be a lot of us. The rescuer has come. The rescuer has given himself to you. The rescuer has unlocked Mm -hmm. um, the pains of this world and put it on himself to rescue you and to give you a spiritual nourishment that nothing can satisfy. But you have to follow. You have to trust. Mm -hmm. And he's going to provide along the way. And I think that's just a, it's such a beautiful picture, I think, of really right there what you just said is like the essence of what the church is all about. Mm. It's not just one person, but it's a group of people recognizing that that is their life situation, that we need someone to save us. Mm. So with that, picture of what the church is bill um we're gonna take a quick break uh and when we come back we're gonna get into the practical applications like during this quarantine like what what does the church look like Hmm. so we'll we'll be right back uh and we'll talk about that All right, we're back, uh, and yes. we're going to uh, just talk practically. How do we, uh, during this quarantine, what does it look like to just engage with the body of the church? And then, uh, yeah, so uh, that, that was a terrible sentence I just started with. Like, and <laughs> was... then, uh, yeah, uh, you know, that's uh, it's hip, you know, bro. It's uh, yeah, uh, yeah, uh, it's it's hip. Uh, it's connecting. It's hype. Yeah, you're hyping me, bruh. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, anyways, we're gonna talk about that. So, um, Bill, any initial thoughts on how we can? be a community of believers because that's really what it, you know the church is all about is being a community of believers uh encouraging each other uh how can we do that when we can't see each other it's a good point man i think a big thing right now is a lot of churches are going uh, to technology to connect mm-hmm. and we're moving at a very fast pace with technology in america and in some retrospect for the youth and for parents, you kind of have it easy to not walk into a building and uh, shake people's hands, shake greeters' hands. Mm-hmm. Um, people want to love on you. Might be a lot at first. Uh, too much love, as I like to say. Um, and really, you could just connect with the social media platforms that uh, the body of believers have set up that God has blessed them with mm-hmm. in order to connect with you and to make you a part of community and to engage you and to intentionally get to know you. Now, is this the solution? I do not think so. If you lean on this as saying, well, this is my church and never have face-to-face conversation, um, people to truly enjoy you um, in person, Mm -hmm. you 
lose the delight of how God has orchestrated community. You're miss you're missing something. Who tell uh, me? Yeah, you're missing something. No, like I'm saying, like if that's what your definition of church is, oh, it's yeah. just you know social media. Uh, like, oh, yeah, I follow my church on Instagram, and I gave them a like, and so I'm part of a community. Uh, like, that's... love your voice. No, that's... Yeah. Um, yeah, you're missing something if you do that. And I think you're absolutely right, Bill, is you need the... And that's the tough thing. Like, you can't always do the face-to-face -face because quarantine and, and sickness. Uh, but I think what you can do is you can encourage each other. And it has to be more than just like, oh, well, I'm going to like post on Instagram and it's going to be really encouraging to all of my 50 followers. Mm -hmm. uh, like, you've got to do more than that. Mm -hmm. You have to do more than that. Mm -hmm. uh, you have to like call people up and be like, hey, where are you struggling? Where are you hurting? How can I encourage you? How can I encourage you in the truth of who Jesus is? Mm. And I, I think that's the main mode of the church right now is that's what we have to do we have to reach out to each other and be like hey bill where are you hurting right now where are you struggling mm -hmm. is there anything i can do for you uh is there something i can pray for you for um that's what we have to do. And I think that's how we're going to be the church. Mm -hmm. like, and like you're saying, it has to be more than just social media. Mm -hmm. uh, because social media can be really passive. It's like, well, I did a post today. So they're like, yeah, I, I did my part. Now I'm going to play video games all day. Got to do more than that. That's a good point, Nick. You bring up a lot of, or we make social media God in its own way, shape and form. Mm -hmm. Like, okay my worth and value and a people approval what was meant to be to connect to god mm -hmm. has turned into a distorted viewpoint of me right and what i need when really you and this is going to be hard to say to you i don't think we successfully know what we need no because we're truly not always healthy Nope. We actually live in a way of need yeah. for God. So it's a good point, man. I uh, listened to a little bit of John Piper the other day. I love that bro. Great guy. Loves the Lord. Uh, but he was, uh, in one of his sermons, was saying that we don't know what we need. God knows what we need. And sometimes we need failure. Whoa, dude. Yeah. I love that. Sometimes oh. we need failure. And you're just like, what? Why do we need it? It's like, well, because that's what's going to point us back to God. Sometimes we need failure to do that. Sometimes we need heartbreak. Sometimes we need to feel low. And that is really hard because it's easy to subscribe to an idea that God wants us to be happy all the time. I, he wants us to be joyful in him. He wants us to be joyful in him. And sometimes we need to feel not happy to recognize, oh, wait, I need God. Uh, and so that was a little bit of a tangent. How do we get on that? Dude, no. Uh, knowing, you are pre knowing, dude, knowing, it's amazing. Knowing what God needs. No, knowing God knows what. Oh, wait, knowing that God knows what we need. Yeah, I think that's how we got on that. 
But I, I think, you know, as you said, Bill, uh, during this quarantine time, we have to do more than just social media. Mm. Like, don't think, oh, man, I listened to the podcast today. And uh, so that's like my church. I know that was passive. The, the body of the church is active and does stuff. And so if you want to be the church, text your friend and just be like, hey, man, how can I pray for you today? Hey, man, I read this verse and it was encouraging to me. I'm hoping I can encourage you. And don't send that out to like 20 people, you know, have one person in mind and be like, hey, I was thinking about you specifically. Uh, that's like the stuff that I'm thinking about. And it's it's hard because that involves work. But, and our culture likes to do things passively. Love the challenge, man. Yeah, it's a big challenge. Any other thoughts, Bill, on how we can practically be the church during this hostile planet world we're living in? Don't eat baby elephants straight up. Um, that scarred me. I... Ugh, you know, we might need a little so bit. Of, we might need a little bit of context for that, Bill, because I don't think that it was recorded. That conversation, dude. That I, you know, I was watching Hustle Planet last night. My wife was like, "Don't stay up late." And I'm like, "I love you." Stood up, stayed up late. My <laughs> two month old boy, Cookie Dough Boy, Caleb, is amazing, and we're going through the rhythms of figuring out how to do life right now with rhythms. And I was like, you know what? I had a hard day. I'm watching Hostile Planet, National Geographic, and uh, I'm not going to lie. Um, animals are freaky. Animals, there's no room for hesitation or mercy. A baby elephant was trying to look tough in front of a lion pride, and the elephant pack was right there, and the baby elephant saw the lioness approaching, and the lioness was like, all right, let's see how tough you are. And jumped on the baby elephant. The pride took the baby elephant down, started eating the baby elephant. And all of a sudden, the elephant pack was like, well, hubris gets you down, baby elephant. And I was just like, oh, my gosh, I'm I am so sad right now. <laughs> no one's eating my baby. Like, it just, it's still a wound, bro. It's still Dang. deep. It's still Man. too much. It's fresh. It's hostile out there, man. It is. It's hostile out. I couldn't sleep. I couldn't sleep. <laughs> Still, like what in the world? Not sleeping is no joke, but <sighs> taught and, me a lot of life lessons. And you already have a baby who's probably keeping you up too. You don't need to be staying up late. Yeah, dude. And... I'm like thinking in bed. I'm like, what if like a crow or a, oh a chimpanzee busts through the window and takes them away? Like chimpanzees run around Bakersfield right now, like. That's true, man. They're retaking <sighs> their city. Man. Yeah. Retaking the city. So answering your question about what we can do, I think connecting through social media right now through this quarantine, knowing that you're social distancing, you can still be social through the church because mm -hmm. the body of believers truly does want to connect with you. Another practical element, and this is going to be pretty important after this quarantine don't make and we kind of touched on it don't make the church god i'll mm -hmm. say that again don't make the church god 
Ooh, that's good. Today, and I notice I stumble on it a little bit too, we make people too important, put them on a pedestal, mm-hmm. make their thoughts, beliefs, um, actions, words, godlike. Yeah. And really, there's only God. Humans are fallible. Yeah. Humans will fail. Yeah. Humans will uh, do unhealthy things. Mm-hmm. Um, humans are needy. Uh, humans essentially live on a hostile planet and we need a creator to give us the message of grace and truth in order to help us flourish the way we're supposed to flourish so understanding this don't live in such a way of saying people you're always gonna make me who i'm supposed to be Mm -hmm. um no there's only one god and so a practical element of this Listen to him. Yeah. Be with him. Slow down with him. Ask him. Seek him. Mm -hmm. He is always present. These words such as omnipotent and omniscient. Omniscient. He's always present. Mm -hmm. Omnipotent. He's all powerful. He holds all authority. He holds the stars in the sky and the universe is all his. Mm -hmm. Um, All gives glory to him regardless if you choose to or not he made you so understanding this in this quarantine time worship him yeah worship him what does that look like to stop and worship him not people it's a big question it's hard it's really hard especially if you attribute worshiping god with like going to a church service Uh, i think just some practical things like just sit and be quiet and meditate on what the Lord is doing for you. Crack open the old dusty Bible, open it up, read some, and just be like, wow, this is what God is doing in my life. I think, man, that's how you do it. Grab your family who's around and be like, look at what I learned today. This this is how good our God is. Um, Hey, Nick. If your family are not are not believers, um, who do you turn to? Who do you for turn? guidance? Oh, I guess uh, I would reach out to uh, your pastor. I would reach out to your friends who are believers. Um, that's what I would do. I would reach out um, to those people that you trust for sure. Um, your Bible is good, but if you don't understand what's in your Bible, it, it's helpful to have someone to talk to about it. Um, but I wouldn't say let that stop you from sharing what you're learning. Like if your family are not believers, dude, just tell them anyways. Like, hey, this is what I read today, and that's really cool. And if they're just like, shut up, Nick, you don't know anything. Like, okay, it's disappointing and it's discouraging for sure. But um, it might stick with them. Yeah, I think you that's, bring up a good... That's called, that's called sharing your faith. Yeah, like even too, you, you talked about masks. I think some of us might even be going to church and our family thinks like we have a relationship with Jesus when really like we don't even know what that means. Mm-hmm. And we're kind of struggling and we're afraid to tell our families, yeah. hey, actually, I, I don't. Are you going to not love me anymore? Oh, um, yeah, that's really hard. I actually don't get any of this. Are you going to be for me as you were when you thought this of me? Uh-huh. Um, 
it's a, it brings up a good point. Like, mm-hmm. can I share with you family, um, really, um, about what this all means? Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's a, that's a good word, Bill. Yeah, man. That's a good word. I think we went into the unknown. Oh. Into the unknown. And then, bam, panic at the disco. Into the unknown. (laughs) Bongos. I love it. Hostile planet. Oh, my gosh, baby elephants. Well, hey, uh, that's all the time we have today. Uh, uh, You have any hashtags for the... uh, what we talked about today? Yeah, definitely. I got some hashtags. Okay. Some hashtaggies, throw it out. as I like to say. And before I throw out these hashtags, we want to make sure that you share this with as many people as possible. Tag your friends with this. Listen to your family with this. This is a great opportunity to grow, seek, and learn more about really who God is and, and your relationship mm-hmm. with him. We just want to be a tool and an opportunity. We want to be his tools. Um, he gets the glory. Some hashtaggies for you guys. I'm going to go through three different cereals. Fruit Loops. Hashtag Fruit Loops. All right? Every little zero is not in vain. Maybe you're floating in milk and you feel like you're getting soggy. Don't worry. God distinctly, creatively, beautifully chose you. And you're not sinking. You're not getting soggy. Guess what? He has a purpose for you and a plan during this time. Hashtag Fruit Loops. Hashtag Cocoa Krispies. When you hear the crackle, as you feel like maybe some, you're getting chipped, getting broken down, feeling alone, not sure if just what's happening to me during quarantine. Guess what? Little elves aren't your friends. God is your ultimate friend and he is not embarrassed check this. He is not embarrassed of your sin. He wants to rule and reign and love you through your sin and take on your sin and save you. Coco Krispies. Hashtag Coco Krispies. Hashtag Apple Jacks. When you feel cinnamony or like an apple, people are taking bites out of you. People are attacking you and you want to retaliate. And you want to throw cinnamon in their face or blow it in their face and blind them for the rest of their lives. Don't be a revenger. Took that from Marvel. Don't be a revenger. Trust the Lord with all your heart, as it says in Proverbs 3, 5 through 6. And lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge him and he will make your path straight. The injustices that are happening to you, maybe the injustices that you see and you're not, you're wondering why the Apple Jack knows that there's one who made the bowl of cereal and has taken a bite and is in control. We can trust that. Hashtag Apple Jacks. That's what I got for you, Nicholas. <laughs> there it is. There's the uh, hashtags for today. Thanks for listening. Uh, I hear the music starting up. So, uh, Uh, We'll catch you next time. Thanks for listening to The Dip and Sip with Bill and Nick. I'm Nick. And I'm Bill. Adios. Much love, fam.